quiz time. Yay! We're on. Yes. And uh, I just missed the recording, I think. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Christchurch Youth Podcast, where we aim to make disciples of Jesus here at home and beyond. Uh, My name is Josh, and here is... Rach. Wow, a seamless and It's almost like we've been here almost every week. Yeah, but like... uh, I could have been Andy. our Our flow is just like... A bit ruined now. That's okay. You could have been Andy. You know what? I was like feeling a, a little ill last night. I was like, oh no, what if I have to have a COVID test and Rach and Andy have to film? <coughs> Dude, I'm, I'm fine. I just choked on my tongue. Um, well, today we're, uh, we're having a, I think again about what it means to be made in the image of God. Um, part two, um, we are made as male and female and we're made relationally. Um, we're made for relationship with God, who's a relational God, and we're made for relationship with one another. So, uh, impromptu sharing question, which we literally didn't plan earlier. At all. Um, Rach. Yes. What is uh, one thing that you love about being in a relationship with God? Oh, oh that's hard. Yeah, but that's impromptu. Um, if you guys haven't realized through the last few weeks, I'm terrible with sharing questions regardless. But that's <laughs> yeah. actually genuinely quite hard. Um, one thing I love about being in relationship with God, I think... Actually, I do know the answer to this one. Yeah. I think being fully known by the creator of the universe is... <gasps> <gasps> that's nice. Sorry, is, I'm is sorry. like the absolute best thing. Like God mm. who created everything yeah. knows me better than I know myself. Yeah, how cool is that? And that's really cool. Yeah. And like, I get to call him father. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, nice. Um, right, I, th- okay. I think for me, I think the beautiful assurance that comes from being a part of God's family and like being adopted as God's children, I think mm. there's something so precious about that. There is a certainty that um, when I am a bit of a goose, uh, when I when I sin, I will be forgiven because I already have been forgiven. Um, and that is something that is so beautiful to be, yeah. like you said, to be known by God and to be fully loved and fully forgiven by God. Um, I'm do- deeply thankful for that. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's get stuck into the Bible then. Let's Can you read, do it. Uh, read Genesis 1, 26 and 27 for us again, please, Rach, just to yes. kind of remind us of, of where we're at, of being created in the image of God and what that means. So thank you. Cool. Alrighty. So starting at verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Man, male and female, he created them. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, yes. So that's kind of what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Mm with God having made mankind, all of humanity, in his image and uniquely as male and female. Mm, Yeah, and I think that, um, I guess, male and female is something that's kind of spicing up a bit these days Mm. in terms of, like, there's a lot lot of discussion about um, some very real issues of um, identity that people people have and kind of thinking through... Like, I don't know, gender identity has never really been something that's been questioned when there has been or when there has been people 
kind of struggling with things like intersex and mm. things like that. And but yeah, it's like gender dysphoria is something that um, is a, a a psychological thing that people people feel and they mm. really value their their gender identity. Um, but what we want to kind of remind us of um, that Rosie said on Friday is kind of that what we hear in the Bible about people being made uh, in but yeah, what we hear in the Bible in general yeah. um, will sometimes clash with what we're hearing in the world. And it's it's difficult to kind of, I don't know, I don't know about you, Rach, but it's difficult mm. to kind of sometimes hold on to the truths and the goodness of God's word when people are shouting at us, when like the loudest voices we're hearing are like completely yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to kind of, reconcile like oh like how do I how how do I stand up for God and his word Mm, mm. but also love people Mm. because cancel culture is a real thing and Mm. it's hard Mm. um yeah but yeah it can be hard for us to look at things in the bible and hear messages um around us in the world Mm. and be like how do I Mm. Mm. How do I approach this? Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, and so we see um, here in Genesis 2, or Genesis 1, and we're about to read Genesis 2, that God. this is God's creation. Everything is good. Mm. Um, God has set this up. God as the good and uh, good and true creator of the world has, has created this. And what he has to say about the way that creation functions and the way that creation functions best is good and right and true, even if it might be hard for us to hold on to that. Uh, now or in the future as well. Mm. Um, so, Rach, would you be able to read for us another chunk yes. um, from chapter two, verse twenty to twenty-five, and we'll we'll just have a chat through Rosie's three observations from this passage from uh, Friday. So, Genesis chapter two, um, we um, before verse twenty, we have um, we've seen that the man is alone, and the Lord God has said um, it's not good for the man to be alone. Um, and he's brought all the animals to him to see if that'll help. Um, we see in verse 20, um, it says, So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air and all the beasts of the fields. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Cool. Thanks, Hayes, Rach. Um, I think here we see just part of the beauty of being made in the image of God, um, that we Mm. are made for relationships. Um, God is a relational God. God kind of... Forever has been made. Uh, male, female has been made. Uh, has been uh, relational in the Trinity. Yeah. The Father and the Son and the Spirit have loved one another perfectly forever. Mm. Um, and it's really cool that um, as people are made in the image of God, we can have even a glimpse of that. Yeah. Um, of that relationship with one another. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, yeah, so Rosie, Rosie talked a bit about, um, I guess, the way that we see God's word and the way that we listen to God's word compared to. Um, I guess the way that the world speaks about things, um, mm. particularly with some kind of challenging things in this topic. Um, do you want to just talk about a bit about what she was speaking about there? Yeah. So um, we come to the Bible and it can be hard when we um, 
hear messages that are kind of screaming at us from social media and our friends and those around us, um, which we come to the Bible and we're like, oh, do they kind of, they're kind of contradicting each other. Mm. Um, what do we trust? Like, mm. where do we get our um, truth from? Mm. Um, and um, it can be really hard, but um, it's important for us to remember when we come to God's word that God's word is ultimate. God's word is true mm. and it is good. Mm. Um, and it's going to be at times different mm. from yeah. what the world says um, because the world is sinful. The world um, doesn't always get it right, even if we think we are right. Um, but um, I would read a book, God's Good Design by mm. Claire Smith, a very good um, book if you're wanting to look more into kind of male and female roles yeah, um, yeah. in church, in yeah. the Bible, in marriage, all those kind of things. Um, but she said, um, it's important for us to consider um, when we see things that we're uncomfortable with, mm. um, with God's word, um, not that God's word is wrong, not jumping to that conclusion because it's not, mm. um, but understanding that we have our own bias from our context. Yeah. Um, and so coming to God's word saying that's actually ultimate truth and any discomfort we have with God's word actually is just from mm. the messages that the world is throwing mm -hmm. at us instead. Um, but we have to remember that God is good. God is the creator of all things as we've seen in previous weeks. Yeah. Um, and his word is true. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. to picture it kind of like, I don't know, imagine you're like a, a little kid and you're at Central Station in Sydney and it's like rush hour and there's people everywhere and you're lost from your parents. Um, we're mm. a bit like that from God, like the message that we have from God, um, we're not necessarily clinging to as tightly as maybe. And there's a lot of competing messages. There's a yeah. lot of people around, a lot of voices that we're hearing. And the only way that we're going to be able to like listen to um, yeah, what God has to say is by knowing his voice and by listening to him. And so that means that we'd, we'd need to know the word well yeah. and we need to recognize him and recognize the goodness and the beauty of what God has said, especially in the context of that relationship that mm. we have with him. Like that little kid that's lost at Central Station, when he hears his parents' voice, we'll be able to go to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like maybe a, a little illustration I like to think about as we think like, I guess how hard it is sometimes to listen to God and to distinguish maybe the, the good and right truth from everything else. Yeah. Anyway, all that aside, we got three, <laughs> um, three quite interesting things to talk about today from yes. observations that Rosie had. Um, firstly, created as male and female. Mm-hmm. Both in God's image. Both. Yeah but both uniquely different in their own ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just God made people, which he did, mm, ultimately, mm, mm. Um, but he's specific in saying that he has made um, male and female man and woman, mm. um, which is important. Yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's a beauty to being female. There's a beauty to being male because mm. like God has created us with different roles and responsibilities, which we'll, we'll talk about in the second observation, but like, yeah. but that, that we are created male and female and that gender or like, yeah, biological sex isn't some kind of error. Like this is how yeah. people uh, were made. We were made to function. We were made, made differently. Um, mm. And there are some very real issues that people are um, grappling with these days when it comes to maybe their, their gender identity. But it's important that we, we recognize that uh, yeah, 
God making people and making people male and female is a good thing mm. and that we hold to that because that's what we see here clearly uh, in the book of Genesis. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to that? Um, not specifically on that point, I think, but then I guess that kind of flows into the second point of mm. um, men and women complement one another, men yeah. and women as being nice uniquely... Nice Rach. Oh. Um, Sorry, wrong compliment. I was just very confused. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't no, not was, wearing yeah, a hat, no, but indoors. Very, uh, that would be rude. Sorry, you were saying something serious and I just... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, men and women being made uniquely different as yeah. male and yeah. female. Complementing one another. Complement yeah. one another. Yeah. Um, so as, as I said before, made differently. Um, they are different. Mm. Men and women are different. Mm. Um, and have different responsibilities. Mm. Um, but like we said before, they are made equally mm. in the image of God mm. um, and they are children of God regardless of being mm. male mm. or female. Yeah, and like we see this how um, how God kind of formed the woman out of the rib in verse 21. Mm. It wasn't out of a foot or anything like that. Like it's not saying that men are kind of inherently better than women because that is not the truth no. um the rib the side men and women are equal we got to remember once again genesis 1 and 2 and 1 to 11 are, are poetry and not a science textbook it's not god writing down how he kind of specifically made and all the instructions for making male and female mm. now we've got to we've got to remember the genre of the book that we are reading knowing that it's god's good and true and right word yeah um and now yeah that will lead to different responsibilities within um, particularly families and particularly mm. church. Um, we see men and women having different different responsibilities, um, but that being a good thing and part yeah. of, like you said, God's God's good design, which once again is a book that I would recommend if you're grappling what with What a sneaky plug for things. that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we take zero commission. With, but it's very yeah. good. Yeah. It's very helpful. Um, Grab it if you can. Yeah, completely. And I think that this is something that we need to work through, honestly. I think um, for me, as I was growing up, um, I kind of took discussions about maybe men and women in church for granted until I got to out of school. And I was just like, hang on a second, what? Um, and I think mm. I then I put off kind of wrestling with what God had to say about this topic. And I was kind of listening to all these other voices. Um, and and I really had to go through this, I, I reckon maybe honestly about two two to three years of wrestling with what God has to say, wrestling with what the world has to say, and trying to trying to make those things make sense. Mm. Um, and I was really, like my senior, old senior minister really helped, uh, helped me see actually submitting to God's word as good and right is the best possible thing. I was like, whoa. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so really like don't put off thinking about some of these things because men, you're going to need to think about your different responsibilities in maybe your family or maybe your church. Uh, women, you're going to have to think about your different responsibilities, maybe in your family and maybe your church. And mm. and we all need to think about how we can relate well with one another as people made equal, um, but with different responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is kind of another sort of segue to the last one, the last point. Which is... Which is Mowage. Mowage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, here in Genesis 2, we see God create marriage, which is interesting. Mm. Um, we see the first... First marriage. Yeah. In verses 24 and 25 here. Yeah. Um, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful piece of writing in yeah. um, 
in Genesis. Just such a beautiful image of this unity mm, of, between of man and two, woman. Two becoming one, of two people, different different families, different uh, different in many, many, many ways, becoming one. Kind mm. of their life's trajectories are like united. Uh, it's a really it's a really beautiful thing. Um, mm. And marriage between one man and one woman under God is something that uh, is precious and something that, once again, that the world that we live in will tell you that isn't important. It'll tell you that you don't actually... Uh, yeah, you can just keep dating your boyfriend or your girlfriend for your whole life. You don't need to get married. You can just move in, whatever. She'll yeah. be right. But actually, like, there is something really beautiful about uh, the safety and security of making promises with one another, to one mm. another in front of many people. And it's in this this safety and security that God creates sex. God creates sex as a, as a good thing between one man and one woman in marriage. Uh, and this is something that, uh, once again, that the world that we live in does not hold to. Um, yeah. And you'll see any TV show, any movie pretty much these days, any song, anything. It's... <laughs> Everywhere, talk, talk the messages about, are everywhere. Talk about sex, yeah. Mm. Um, and so we are, we are called to, as Christians, to flee sexual immorality, which is anything to do with sex outside of marriage between one man and one woman. We see that in 1 Corinthians 6. And we, and we are called to flee this because we are not our own, we are God's. Mm. Uh, we are called to be holy um, and to live for him with our, with our bodies, with our minds and with our hearts. Um, yeah, and so this is where in Genesis where we see God... Uh, God placed sex in as something that is good. Uh, it's something that obviously now has been twisted. Uh, we'll talk about sin a bit next week. Um, if you're listening and you've got questions, please chat with your parents. Uh, please chat with your leaders. We'd love to, to help you think about this as something that is good and something that is right. Mm. Um, and something that is important for us to recognize, Rach, as well, as we think about marriage, um, is that it's not an ultimate thing. No. No, so um, we see in um, 1 Corinthians 7, um, the most ultimate thing is the Lord, right? Worshipping the Lord. So Devotion true. to God. How great is um, he? Yeah. It's not like, you know, people get married and their spouse is their number one. Yeah, because that is idolatry. That's putting anything yeah. in, in place of God. It's sad because it happens. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's important, and um, Paul gives us a really helpful insight um, in 1 Corinthians 7 as he addresses both people who are married and people who are unmarried, mm. as people who are single as well. Yeah, because you're either married or you're single. Yeah. You're not kind of like, you're not engaged and then all of a sudden you're sort of married, or you're not like in a long-term dating relationship and you're sort of married. No, you're married or you're single. Yeah. And so here in 1 Corinthians 7, Rach, Paul speaks yes. to... All of us. Yes. So um, 1 Corinthians 7, starting at verse 32, um, says, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in the right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Mm. Thanks, Rach. Uh, singleness is something that God says is a good thing. 
Mm. Um, it frees you up to be able to serve him. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, I know that you might uh, be single at the moment and not want to be, um, and that is hard. But one of the beautiful comforts that we have is that it is a good thing and that marriage isn't an ultimate thing. It's not going to be mm. forever. There's going to be no marriage in heaven. No marriage in heaven. Um, but if you're single, you have more time to serve Jesus. Mm. Um, yeah, I've. that's something that I've kind of taken great comfort in uh, as I've had a, an interesting dating history, some of which I've shared publicly <laughs> at youth, some of which uh, I was wondering you can talk going. to me about. Uh, <laughs> but I've kind of, yeah, I don't know, as, as things have been hard over my life, obviously I'm married now but that's not kind of like taking away from that kind of challenge Mm. um as things have been hard uh, as i'm sure they are for everyone in high school because heartbreak is like the the thing that happens um that jesus is your number one uh, and that you can serve him forever because singleness is a really good thing um Mm. it might be hard to hear that at the moment but you need to hear that because it's god's word it is good it is right it is true and it is for your benefit yeah yeah um Rach, we've we've covered a lot of content today. We have indeed. <laughs> Great job, everyone. Very impressed. Very Thanks proud of you all. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, I hope that this has been really helpful. I want you to have another read of Genesis 2. Ask your leaders, ask your parents some good questions. Mm. Um, awesome, awesome tricky questions. Get ready for some awkward conversation. But that's up to you. Awkward uh, conversation isn't always bad conversation. That's true. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, well. But it can be good. Profound. Profound. Um, Thanks, guys. We hope this is really helpful. We're back this Friday. uh, So we're going to be in person. Our services, our talks, everything will be in person. We'll have some online options for growth groups. uh, But we're going to be keeping on with the podcast for the rest of the term. And we'll see what happens after that. We will catch you guys later. Alrighty, bye.